As I laid on the mattress, I, I dozed off. I immediately started feeling like I was dreaming. I had a dream that my son, my eight-year-old son, was standing beside my bed. I remember in the dream asking him why he was there, who brought him there, and how to get there. And I guess I had enough consciousness to know he shouldn't be there. So I immediately woke up, and when I did, there was this figure standing beside the bed. Had long arms, skinny-like fingers, skinny arms, wings above its shoulders, and its face. I could see dark, large circles where its, where its eyes would be. late in the evening. We're coming around the first curve, and the first curve would be near near a graveyard, actually. And as we come around the curve, we slowed down, and the headlights hit something in the road. What they hit was a, a form. And for a split second, I thought, oh, it's a large bird in the middle of the road. It kind of stands up a little bit. With just one movement, it shot straight up. When it got to that part of the house and went up over the house, you actually could hear it. I stood up, turned around to the back window of the bedroom, and you could see the shadow of whatever this was flying over the field to the back of the house. the story is that it will conclude with no answers. It's a frightening legacy that began in the 1960s. Like an urban legend, the first sighting was reported by a group of teenagers in the dark of night, and they spanned for 13 months around the city of Point Pleasant, West Virginia. Many believe the sightings ended with the tragedy that befell that town, the collapse of the Silver Bridge. That is, until 2017, when the sightings started again, hundreds of them, all centered around the area of Chicago, Illinois. These reports describe the same creature seen 50 years ago. It stands 7 to 8 feet tall with wings folded behind its back. It has no neck to speak of, only a head that rests on its broad shoulders, its oversized red eyes glowing in the dark, unblinking, this is the myth of a monster. This is the Mothman. published sighting of the Mothman was reported in November 1966 by two couples, Linda and Roger Scarberry and Steve and Mary Mallet. On the night of the 15th, they drove north of Point Pleasant, West Virginia to the abandoned Ordnance Works. 
During World War II, this area served to manufacture TNT that was used for munitions in the war. Nearly a hundred concrete storage bunkers were nested on the grounds for the storage of the explosives and their byproducts. Decades later, contamination in this area would be discovered due to the production of TNT and DNT. It would be declared an environmental disaster and later be converted to the McClintock Wildlife Reserve. In the 1960s, this location was ideal as a meetup spot in Lover's Lane. It was abandoned and isolated just far enough out of town. On that night in November, around 11 p.m., the Scarberries and Mallets approached the North Power Plant in their 1957 Chevy Bel Air. As they approached, they saw a large gray figure in the road that looked to be six to seven feet tall. They drove toward the figure and they could see that it had wings folded behind its back. They saw a flash of glowing red eyes before the figure hobbled into the brush surrounding the North Power Plant. At this sight, the couples U-turned and frantically backed out to Fairground Road and then south on Route 62 back to Point Pleasant. They saw the large gray figure again posted on top of a billboard and as they continued, the figure took flight and hovered above the car. In their fear, the couples accelerated to speeds approaching 100 miles an hour, and the flying figure matched their speed with ease, following the car all the way to the city limits. After the story was published in the newspaper, the floodgates had been opened. Sightings continued to roll in in the small town until December 1967, when the Silver Bridge collapsed only weeks before Christmas. A single eye bar in the suspension had failed and the bridge toppled into the Ohio River. 46 people died, trapped in their cars or beneath the wreckage. Many speculated that the Mothman was attempting to study or prevent the disaster. Others considered that he may have caused the disaster himself. After the bridge collapse, the Mothman was never seen again. That is, until 2017. At the shore of Lake Michigan, Chicago, Illinois has the feeling of a frontier city. Some of the nation's earliest skyscrapers stand at the coast looking at hundreds of miles of flat waterscape. One of the largest and oldest cities, it has a historied relationship with the unknown. A hotspot for unidentified flying objects and hauntings, Chicago has become a nexus for a new phenomenon. Fifty years after the events of Point Pleasant, over 100 sightings of the Mothman have been reported, some occurring even to this day. Reports describe the same figure from decades ago. Many sightings occurring near the waterfront, some have speculated that the Mothman resides in the hundreds of tunnels beneath the city's surface. For example, over 60 miles of tunnels stretch beneath the streets of the famous Loop District. These tunnels were originally used to store telephone cables and later repurposed for freight trains to carry coal. They have since been flooded and abandoned. Additionally, there are hundreds of miles of tunnels in the tunnel and reservoir plan known as TARP. This project was designed to reduce flooding and prevent raw sewage overflow in Lake Michigan. These subterranean man-made tunnels, cemented and secluded, in a way they are just the same as the concrete igloos north of Point Pleasant. 
What is it about these places that draws the Mothman, and why the return after all this time? A cluster of initial sightings occurred in April of 2017, breaking the floodgates for hundreds of reports that spanned over 70 years. These sightings are variations on a theme, sharing many of the same details. The first incident occurred on the night of April 7th. The witness recounted that the evening began with a dog walk near a baseball field in Oz Park, less than a mile from Lake Michigan. The following is the first reported sighting. I saw a large man, probably seven feet or taller, standing on the ground. It was solid black, but what really stood out were the large pair of wings that were folded behind him. These wings stood taller than the man by at least a foot and a half, and jutted out of his back. I could not see its face, until it finally turned and noticed me, and I saw the bright, ruby red eyes that appeared to glow from within. This thing stared at me for about 15 seconds, which felt like an eternity, and then in a loud whoosh it unfurled its wings and screeched really loud and jetted into the air. I felt like this thing could see right through me, read me. It knew what I was thinking, like it could stare right into my very soul. It was the most terrified I have ever been in my life. It rose into the air like a bullet and I heard it screech once more before losing it from my view as it rose above the trees and possibly the buildings. The following three sightings occurred overnight between April 15th and April 16th. These sightings were reported to the mutual UFO network known as MUFON. The first report came from a woman on a boat on Lake Michigan. She was celebrating a birthday with five friends. We were about two miles out on the lake, just off of Montrose at about 10 p.m. We were enjoying ourselves when I happened to look up and saw what looked like a giant bat, as tall as my husband who was six foot four inches or even bigger. It was solid black with eyes that seemed to reflect the moonlight. This bat was blacker than the surrounding night sky and was perfectly silhouetted against the moonlit sky. This bat circled the boat three times in complete silence before heading off towards Montrose. It quickly blended into the night sky and was gone in seconds. The second sighting occurred just 30 minutes later, 10.30 p.m. at an undisclosed location. As we talked about work and our families, we heard what sounded like a bird flapping its wings. One of the homies yelled out that he saw a large lechuza over by the road. As we walked up on it, this owl stood up on two feet and looked right at us. It was about six feet tall. It had large glowing red eyes that were completely freaking everybody out. The lechuza is a figure in Mexican and Texano folklore and it shares many characteristics with the Mothman. It is a large owl with a humanoid face. It's said that the lechuza are brujas or witches that perch nearby and hide for prey. They are harbingers of death and they are fabled to lash out and attack witnesses. The last report in this series came at 2 a.m. on April 16th. It occurred just outside Chicago International Produce Market off Damon just over three miles away from Lake Michigan. The witness reported a crowd forming in the street. Four or five men were staring into the sky. The man saw an owl that was over seven feet tall. The following is a direct report from the witness. 
It was completely black, except for it having bright yellowish-reddish eyes. It stood there for a minute or two, staring at everyone before shooting up into the sky and disappearing. It made everyone feel very uneasy. It made this sound as it took off and flew away that sounded like a truck's brakes when they were burned out. These were some of the first reported sightings in Chicago, and many came forward after the reports were published. Sightings continued to roll in, stretching back 70 years, and they continue to this day. Witnesses have ranged from police, students, construction workers, and more. Investigators assert that these witnesses seem credible, and their stories are unwavering upon questioning. Over the last few years, reports have thinned out, and they match a new pattern. Now, the Mothman sightings are localized around the O'Hare International Airport. On August 8, 2019, around 6 p.m., a pilot was taking the airport shuttle to his terminal when he saw a large humanoid with wings and glowing red eyes perched on a rail. The following is his direct report. The being appeared to be squatting down on the rail, but had its wings completely open and moved them slowly as he stared at the shuttle bus as we drove by. I knew it was watching me as its head swiveled and followed the shuttle as we passed, its eyes locked on me the entire time. I was startled, and I'll admit it, very frightened. I've heard the stories of the O'Hare Mothman, or as some have called it, Batman, but I simply dismiss them as nothing more than fantasy, an urban legend that was associated with an already spooky airport. Many have reported a large, black, humanoid creature taking flight or hobbling away into the night. The following is a particularly frightening incident reported by a security guard. This sighting is said to have occurred on February 21st, 2020. I was on duty at O'Hare International Airport and was assigned to do routine escorts for trucks that were coming in and out of the airport. I was doing one such escort on that night at about 10 p.m. I had escorted the truck to the unloading facility at the post office and I was waiting for the truck to be unloaded. I stepped out of my vehicle to have a cigarette, and I saw something move out of the corner of my eye near the fence, and I decided to go see if it was someone trying to climb the fence. We had a few incidents in the last few weeks of people coming onto the airport grounds either to sit and watch the airplanes come and go, but we have also had a few incidents of investigators coming onto airport grounds in response to the multiple reports of the Mothman. We had been told to report these individuals and escort them off the grounds if we ever run into them during our shifts. I assumed it was going to be the same thing as before. I rolled up to the fence and what I saw wasn't human. It looked like a very tall human, but it was solid black with glowing red eyes. And it had a pair of wings that were outstretched that must have measured at least 10 feet from tip to tip. I got out of my car and shined my flashlight at it. This thing screeched out loud. It almost sounded like the brakes on a train, loud and very high pitched. It then turned its back to me and flew straight up into the sky and took off like a bullet. I could see it as it took off, its wings flapping until it faded into the night. I heard it screech again and before I knew it, it was gone. I could not see it anymore. I drove back to where the truck was and I told the people there at the dock and they said that people had seen it at least a few times. I waited till the truck was ready, escorted it back and reported my sighting to my supervisor who told me that it was probably a very large owl. He did tell me to be careful in the future when I'm out at night, which I thought was odd. 
Are these witnesses to the supernatural or something else? The Mothman has been explained away by debunkers and defended by believers. Without any real consensus, we can only speculate on what these witnesses have seen. The following are five theories. Since the original sightings in Point Pleasant, many have suggested that the Mothman was a misidentified animal. A sheriff responding to a report offhandedly suggested the sightings could have been of a green heron. Furthermore, wildlife biologist Dr. Robert Smith from Western Virginia University suggested the Point Pleasant Mothman was a sandhill crane, which has a similar height and wingspan. The sandhill crane even has reddish coloration around the eyes. Sandhill cranes have not been reported in West Virginia as this would be far off standard migration routes. Additionally, witnesses denied the implication. However, Northern Illinois is within the migration pattern of the Sandhill Crane, making it a more plausible suggestion than it may have been originally. Others have speculated that the Mothman may be a misidentified owl. The tapetum lucidum in the owl's eyes may have given witnesses the illusion that the eyes were glowing red. A number of Point Pleasant residents have confided to friends or family that they were the Mothman dressing in a costume and waiting at the munitions plant to scare young locals. Others admitted to crafting the Mothman, using helium from welding tanks to make balloons and tying red flashing lights. Theories abound for the Chicago sightings. Many have suggested it's a retrofitted recreational drone, airborne trash bag, or more. Dr. David Gallo, a psychologist from the University of Chicago, suggests that paranormal websites that have broken the Chicago Mothman story may be incidentally creating the phenomenon. It has been referred to as the Will Smith Effect, named for the surge of reported UFO sightings after popular Smith vehicles like Independence Day and Men in Black. This suggests that media may influence the volume and likelihood of sightings. Skeptics like Gallo believe that witnesses may be primed to observe the Mothman even if the event is a drone, owl, or other explainable phenomenon. What if a shared illusion was manifested and made real? Tulpamancy is the creation of an entity through thought and energy. It's an idea found in ancient Buddhist texts. These thought form entities are referred to as tulpas. It's said that they can be given vitality through attention, concentration, and consideration. The Mothman was already a familiar concept from the 1960s, and perhaps a few of the initial sightings started an avalanche of reports. As the idea becomes more prominent and the Mothman gains traction, it may gain sentience. Then, it would become its own independent entity. The experience of Mothman as an illusion or tulpa would be nearly indistinguishable to witnesses. Many have suggested that the Mothman is an intelligent alien entity. Prominent UFO theorists like Jacques Vallée and John Keel have proposed the interdimensional hypothesis, which suggests that alternate dimensions coexist alongside our own, and ultra-terrestrial entities enter our dimension purposefully or accidentally. Keel refers to these alternate dimensions as the superspectrum. The superspectrum are the wavelengths that exist beyond those known in electromagnetic spectrum. Keel suggests that entities transitioning into the wavelengths of visible light would pass through infrared or ultraviolet before they would become visible to the human eye. It's worth noting that witnesses of the Mothman in Point Pleasant frequently presented 
with Klieg conjunctivitis, an inflammation of the eye caused by prolonged exposure to ultraviolet rays. Improvised search parties are attempting to find it. Just what it is, no one is sure. And then when it came up over the trees, I could see it was a, a bird, a huge bird. We couldn't believe what we really saw. This thing was standing there, with, but it had a body, it's like a man. You could see muscles in its legs. We sit there for a minute, looked at each other, and then we took off. Speaking to, what's your name? Casey Meadows. Now, can you tell us what you said that you uh, saw one night over here? Uh, yeah, it was September the 3rd. We was walking uh, down to the end, past the domes, and uh, me and my friend, uh, we seen something really low. It was gray, white, and black, and it like, went across the sky super fast. And uh, like we thought maybe it was a plane or whatever, but there was no like engine. You couldn't hear anything. Yeah. And it seemed like it was circling us because we'd, we'd stand and we'd watch where we last seen it, and it would it'd show up like real fast over to the other side and um, first the people that was with us thought that we were just joking with them until they seen it but you could barely you could barely see like what it was because you couldn't like watch it yeah. it was going so fast as like and it'd be wow. it would it was crazy it was really low and it was it was huge and it looked super wide like it had like wings or something wow that's that's wild the only thing that we saw here is where the other bunkers are, like mm -hmm. 100 yards that way. The wind started blowing, the trees was moving, but it's only like one small area. Mm -hmm. And we couldn't see anything, which was really, really odd. Yeah. So, and I appreciate you telling us that. that. I don't know if I'd be back if I saw that. <laughs> yeah, we, we stayed down there at the end for a little while, and we kept on seeing it, and it looked uh, like it was circling. And so we had it back and... I wonder what it was. Probably never know. That's why. because, no, I mean, stories of Mothman and everything, they say that it, once it's seen, it usually doesn't come back to that area, right? Well, I've seen, I've heard different things, and, you know, I've heard around here there's supposed to be a connection with uh, Cornstalk, the Native American. Well, then there's been reports of Mothman-like creatures all around the world, so you never know. Scary. Yeah, it is. It I appreciate is. you sharing that with me. No Thanks a lot. I did see um, over here at the Silver Bridge about two years ago. He was flying around it, and I happened to look out my bedroom window, and this big old black bird flying around the Silver Bridge. It was a highway patrolman, state trooper from West Virginia, had him on his dash cam also that morning. And we had one, two, three wrecks over here on the Green Bridge, and they had to shut it down on one section going across because when we got to the other side of the green bridge go to Huntington there was a green 
truck had wrecked and lost all its lids because of the, the bird flying around the Civil War. And the reason why he was flying around, you know those grates that they put in uh, bridges? Well, that's why he was flying around, because we were losing the grates out of the bridge over there. And that's what they always said. And I believe it right today. I couldn't believe it. I thought I was seeing things. I thought my mind was playing tricks. I about dropped right there and my boyfriend was yelling at me. Hey, we gotta go, we gotta go. I said, no, look. He goes, what are you looking at? I said, look at this big old black bird flying around. He goes, that ain't no bird, honey. And it was horrible. I mean, the biggest thing I ever saw flying around a bridge in all my life. Uh, we're talking about between 7.30 and 8 o'clock that morning. And I, that freaked me out because it was kind of foggy, but you could still see. And it was. It was flying up and down around the bridge on the West Virginia side. And I'm going, where is these men in black? Why can't they see this? When it expanded its wings, it looked like a big old human, some kind of big old monster flying around. And that's what I thought. And I've been wanting to say that story because I've been wanting to tell somebody about it. And it is true. I won't lie to you. And I don't know when he'll ever be back again. They don't know. Back there really did me in. Southern Ohio and northern West Virginia, the legend of Mothman is as strong as it was 45 years ago. It's become part of the personality of Point Pleasant. Where in December of 1967, the Silver Bridge collapsed, killing 46 people. Two of the dead were never found. But the stories of the creature that came to be known as Mothman began many months earlier. And this is where all of your Mothman sightings started back in 66, November 66. Jeff Wamsley gives tours showing people where the legendary seven-foot-tall winged man with glowing red eyes the size of baseballs was spotted at least 100 times between November 1966 through December of 1967. He also runs a Mothman Museum. The first witnesses were two couples together at a town gathering spot, the power plant, which sounds like a lover's lane of the late 1960s. As they got up closer, she said, what is this guy doing standing in the road? And she said, when the headlights hit it, it turned and looked at him. And she said the wings were looked like angel's wings above its head, way above its head. And she said that's when the wings came out. And they said that's not a man. They say Mothman chased their car at incredible speeds. The women were said to be hospitalized for shock. The witnesses all described the same thing, a faceless, red-eyed freak who seemed to have a message to tell. But what was this message? Carolyn Marcella runs the local diner. Her sister saw Mothman, but won't do interviews. In fact, most people won't do interviews. And it flew over top of her, and she looked up, and she said, when I seen them big red eyes, she said, uh, we were out of there. Can't tell you what the rest of it looks like. A lot of respectable business people, uh, you know, uh, young kids, older people, elderly. Uh, but the people that I've talked to, you know, they just said, you know, we we're afraid that people would laugh at us and, you know, think that we were crazy. But, you know, they said, we know what we saw. And, and uh, you know, some of them said that it was a, a large bird of some sort. Others said it wasn't a bird. How can any of this be explained? Critics say these sightings are really misidentified planes. Owls are just plain pranks. This is an area of chemical plants and military ammunition storage. It's an industry town on the Ohio River that didn't have the kind of environmental regulations it has today. Somebody was up here fishing one day, 
saw this uh, fluorescent green stuff coming out of the water, sort of like Jed Clampett on the Beverly Hillbillies. Could it have been some type of mutated bird of 50s and 60s sci-fi fear, or was Mothman really here to warn the river people? Those sightings came to a terrifying climax when that bridge collapsed, killing 46 people and changing the area forever. The collapse was so extreme, it set federal regulations on bridge construction. And those Mothman sightings, they stopped too. You believe it? I believe they saw something, yeah. I, I don't doubt their stories one bit. I mean, what it was, I can't tell you, you know, personally what it was. I know that they saw something that was, that was out of the ordinary. Something those witnesses and the people of Point Pleasant will never forget. The story has ended once before. The Mothman vanished in the small town of Point Pleasant, only to resurface half a century later in Chicago, Illinois. Now, sightings are on the decline, and there may come a time when they stop completely. If that happens, when and where can we expect the Mothman to resurface again? The horror of this story is that it concludes with no answers, only questions. And maybe that's best. These questions lead to the edges of what we believe possible. They reveal who we are and who we can be. Maybe it isn't about knowing. Maybe it's about asking. This has been the myth of a monster. The myth of the Mothman. <laughs>